I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly. The Enneagram is a map of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships. It creates language for what motivates us and helps us look at the way we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram's a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name is Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. We've reached the last part of our conference on stress and security. In this session, we discuss security, the great healthy qualities that are available when we're cruising in the ruts, and the ways that being unhealthy and secure can damage ourselves and others. Real quick, and this applies to everybody, a question was asked in terms of why do sometimes, does it feel like I'm going to the low side of stress? Why sometimes am I going to the high side of stress? Really worth noting some of the thoughts about technique, and perhaps you can get in your head muscles or um, habits or practices, it takes work to be a good person. To do character formation, spiritual formation, it oftentimes is real heavy lifting. Those high side images for our, for our stress number require bodybuilding, as it were, or soul building, mind building. They require us to do some, some work to get there. And so when doing practices, um, I was listening to the sixes talk about journaling, for example, doing things that um, are shoring up your repressed center or perhaps really familiarizing yourself with the tools and internalize and choosing the tools in your stress number and making them habitual. And even going to those tools when you're not in stress so that you just remind yourself that they're there can be incredibly helpful. So for example, I've found this with music. We This is just throwing things out. Music and movies for some of us. For me, I go uh, to a very melancholy music sometimes, and it just it fills my heart with, with like a joy and stability, even when I'm not stressed. But music in that space is, 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 is kind of for, I'm, I'm accessing a lot of my forness there. So I'm not in stress, but I'm going there. My uh, youngest child is five loves incredibly aggressive music when they are resting, right? And that is similar in nature. Or a lot of the TV shows that they watch are like this Japanese anime that's going a million miles an hour and all of the people talk like this! <laughs> and the, the energy that is pouring forth from the things that they watch ends up being actually restful for, for them. And it, in my mind, I'm associating that with sevens. But long story short, I don't know if there's anything to say there, but finding ways to access your stress number when you're not stressed is weightlifting, you know? It's preparing you for when you're going to go into battle, you know? Um, yeah, and anybody, can, any, any fool could fall into a net, right? But some people can fall into a net and land in such a way that they can actually bounce back out of it and land on their feet. And they didn't figure out how to do that by just doing it. They practiced. They, didn't, they definitely didn't fall off the trapeze and just do it. They practiced a lot, a lot. And they didn't necessarily practice while they were falling off the trapeze. They practiced just jumping into nets. It's uh, using these tools. They're available to you all the time, not just when you're in stress. And if you can learn that and learn how to grab onto them, then when you are in stress, man, it's right there. You can just get it. I've been friends with TJ for a long time. Thing I know about TJ is when he goes on vacation, he wants one of those all-inclusive jobbers. It looks like this. Everything's restful. There's a Mai Tai. What are you drinking? Is that, am I wrong there? Probably the wrong drink of choice Definitely there. Definitely not a Mai Tai, but there's something. <laughs> Whatever is easiest for me to attain. That's in, <laughs> is, there a, is there a five-foot straw that I can... If, if I could figure out how to make that work, it's, it's too much effort to draw it through that straw. Uh, you need some, somebody, you somebody there just scotch. 
Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Food is paid for. Drinks are paid for. The resort is paid for. The beach is paid for. I don't have to do anything. Perfect. Triple your calories for the week. Fine. Done. This is not my idea of a good vacation. This is, I've, I'm sure that's enjoyable. I like the, the water some. I'll show you what my, this is a good vacation. I can't see anything. It is five degrees and I'm with my kid. This is going to be a good time. For example, you're going up. This is Steamboat Springs, Colorado a few weeks ago. I am loving life here. It, my beard is filled with ice. I am looking forward to hitting batches of powder that slam into my face and tell me that I'm alive. Can't see a thing. This is what makes me feel exhilaration and awe and accomplishment, and that's what I want. These are metaphors for security. We end up feeling quite secure in these spaces. Now, if TJ made his life on said beach with said Mai Tais, never moving, five foot straw, this actually would not be a healthy life. It might be enjoyable for a time, but that's not a good place to make your home. Also, making your home in five degree weather, you will eventually die. I, that's true, isn't it, David? As Dr. David affirms. This is a good way to understand our security number. So oftentimes, in a lot of the Enneagram literature, it's like, this is the goal. You want to be secure. You want to go to this number, and that is a bad move. This is dessert, and it's part of the healthy, balanced life. It is part of the invigorated life. But the person who sits 24-7 on a beach drinking Mai Tais is not a fully alive person. Sorry. sorry. It's, it's fine. That's a bad news. I understand. I got really bored after three days. <laughs> <laughs> Security is great. Having these experiences of happiness are great. Um, security is part of the fully balanced self, and if we never experience our security number, that, that's problematic. But your security number is not the meaning of your life. The meaning of your life is being a fully balanced person in your type and allowing that to serve the other people in your life with your superpower and gifting and finding those kinds of connections because you're you. But we do want to talk about security because it's, it's absolutely essential to the movement in Enneagram. Um, how do you get to security? In our minds, there's three ways that we end up getting to security and they're worth naming. First is just basic. Your motive is satisfied. Two, threes, and fours, when you have the attention that you desire, that will make you feel secure and it will open up your security number for you. Two's move to four, three's move to six, and four's move to one. What's going to end up happening, move, I should say, they, uh, they take on the tools again and the, perhaps some of the experiences of their security number. Eights, nines, and ones, when you feel in control, things are calm, I'm not vulnerable, the world is ordered and moving in a steady fashion upwards and to the left, we move into our security number. Ones are going to move towards seven. Their minds are going to blow open. Nines are going to move towards three. Going to be a little bit more assertive. And eights are going to move towards two, not protecting themselves. Now they have power to help and serve the people all around them. Five, six, sevens, when your motive is fulfilled, you feel safe. And that allows you to move forward. Fives can act on their knowledge. Sixes can find themselves calm and at peace because all the things are taken care of. And sevens can move from, you know, searching for the exit to the next thing. They can begin to focus and really hone in to things that bring them delight and joy at depthy levels. Secondly, I don't have a slide for this, but when we have our affect fulfilled, this also can produce our security number. So this is just, I'm gonna just footnote this, um, but for twos, fives, and eights, you are going to offer something to the people that you love. Twos, you're gonna offer your help. Fives, you're gonna offer your knowledge. Eights, you're gonna offer your strength. When other people receive that, that's an infusion of energy that makes you feel grounded relationally, and that can, that can elevate you into security. Ones, fours, and sevens, we pull. We pull people into our ideals. Sevens have an ideal adventure, 
trying to get folks into, um, I realize that's shorthand. Ones have an idealistic vision of how reality ought to be and how things can be improved. And when other people come along and start doing the work with us, that is deeply satisfying. Fours have a vision of the beautiful world that's over here. Perhaps you can withdraw with me and we can experience that beautiful world together. When they do, when the other people connect with us in those ways, that can elevate our security numbers. And if La you're thinking, wait, when did they talk about affect? We didn't. This is the first time we've really mentioned it. So, like, it's, it's, it's also the harmonic triads. Uh, it's yes. It's 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 another thing that is will take a really long time to explain. So, if you would like to know about affect, we would love to talk to you about that afterward. We have a set of podcasts from the fall called How We Connect. And just for footnote's sake, and we'll actually kind of tease it here in a second as well, but affect is how we get affection or how affection works in our type. Uh, twos, fives, eights, give a gift. Ones, fours, sevens are pulling people. Three sixes and nines are magnets, and we, and three sixes and nines, um, attach. And so threes attach to those who give them the praise and attention they desire. Sixes attach to those who give them the safety, feelings of security that they desire. Nines are going to attach to those who give them the calm and space that they desire. When those relationships are established and you can feel it, this person gives me attention. This person gives me safety. This person gives me the calm that I'm desirous of. It allows you to move into security. Lastly is through virtue, and I'm going to unpack that with each of the numbers. That can be a little bit more complicated. But essentially, you at your best self can be named, and when you elevate to your best self and your type, that can produce um, a movement into security, and I'll unpack that. Anything else on road? Uh, I'd also like to acknowledge that like, much like stress is something that happens to you. There's tools available that you have access to all the time, but usually when you find yourself in stress, it happens to you. Finding yourself in security is something that happens to us all the time as well. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, I feel pretty good. I know what's going on. And, like, I, you know, like it's not necessarily something that you reach for, but it is something that you can find yourself in. So, and... Uh, this is this will be true for we'll see this a lot in all the types, but like it's not necessarily a striving for security or a movement to security, but you can find yourself in security where like you're in the ruts of life and things are you feel great about it. Thank um, I suppose a, a pin on that is sometimes we can grasp for security. We'll talk about this later, but sometimes it's an unhealthy move. So ones will know this. You can get to security theft with a big bottle of gin and just bail all responsibility and just say, you know what, it's time to drink. And that isn't necessarily a healthy move, but it gets you to seven space. So, yep. Yep. and all the types can do something of that sort. Uh, ones. So what we're going to do is just, I'm going to just bounce real quick um, on through those three ways of getting to our security number and what that might look like. First is your motive is satisfied ones. Um, you experience a sense of wholeness. <clears throat> wholeness. <laughs> you experience, I am good. Your motive is satisfied. It moves you to seven. Um, your affect is fulfilled. Again, when others, when you're able to pull other people into your ideal vision of, of how to make things better, and this is what the best life looks like, won't you come with me? That is a place that we can feel secure. Um, the best way for security is for us to elevate um, serenity. And serenity ends up coming when we appreciate the fact that we're not in charge of all the things. It's not our job to fix every single possible thing. This is an experience of grace that we can enjoy that is more of a virtue and it's a decision. It is finding ourselves in a place where we have done what's ours to do, ordered the thing that was ours to order, and then allowing ourselves to release and feel really good about it, even though the world is still a mess half the time. And when that happens, sometimes we're allowed to experience the joyfulness at seven.
Yeah, some of the, the quotes from, from people, uh, things like, I let a lot of things go. And uh, one's insecurity are more adaptable. They feel free to enjoy the process of what they're doing. There's, there's a freedom and a seeking after life that, that comes from, seven, from one's being in a good, secure place. Totally forgot that there was this other slide. But this would be some descriptions, as it were, of those sorts. What does the experience of security look like? One thing was noted um, in terms of high side and low side of security, and we'll, we'll tease this, these often look great. We look at what could possibly go wrong, right? And if, with a little creativity, you can see that sometimes some of the experiences we have in security actually can be destructive to ourselves and others. And it's just worth naming that our villainous side will come forth when we are most secure. Like, everything's going well, that means I have power. When everything's going well and I have power, if I'm not a good person, I can use that power in ways that, that aren't healthy for myself or for others. And we'll talk about that in a bit. But as it stands, this is what, what I don't, would you describe this as a net as well? Like you can kind of fall into security or is there a metaphor to be found here? I like the ruts. Yeah. Like wagon ruts. Like you're not trying as hard to drive anymore. Just like, just going. Yeah, you're, you're in the flow, mm -hmm. as it were. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, twos. Again, satisfied motive. When you get the attention that you want, when you feel loved and wanted, that will allow you to move to four space. So you have earned the love that you have been seeking. That allows you to move from other people's emotions and needs to your own emotions and needs, and you experience that in that four space. It's also the case that when others are receiving your care, that's a place of connection. And so when you feel connected to others because they have received your care and perhaps reciprocated, I'm so grateful that you are in my life. Infusion of energy that moves you to four space. Um, you can also get there through virtue. And that is twos can, as opposed to the pride and shame that we talked about earlier, when twos put on humility, that not everything is yours to do, real similar to ones. When you have the humility to say, this is mine to do, and I have accomplished it, I'm not here to save the world. I'm here to do my part. That can be incredibly powerful because it allows you to move into four space and actually see that your life is significance. You, you did the thing you were supposed to do, and that's powerful. Uh, increased authenticity is a big part of this. Uh, more in touch with themselves. Uh, one person said, I also feel that my brain is able to function better without stress. And, and I really love, uh, I'm able to engage with old friends without guilt about having been absent for so long. It's like, like now I can value myself enough in, in a similar way that you can grab from eight. From four, you can also see your own value enough to be able to just exist and not need to serve or help other people because that's already been done. One thing worth noting, ones and twos, you'll notice that in your security move, your ones go to the head triad. Twos go to four, but fours, their secondary center is their head. Um, ones in security, your mind is gonna awaken with possibilities and thinking repressed that we are that can really feel nice that all of a sudden your mind comes into form with, 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 a, with a new kind of energy. Two, similarly, the move to four, you're gonna be able to think about your emotions or your, your, you, you will feel your thinking at four space. And again, that's, that's one of the places, twos, as we said, or, or I hinted at this, twos have no connection to the thinking center. So the only way that you can get to the thinking center is in stress and in security. So in, when you go to eight, you're going to act on your thinking. When you go to four, you're going to feel your thoughts. And that's how you can engage. Did you want a cl clarification? Yep. 
for many of the tides, it, it's actually a case that like once we become aware of it, we're taken out of it by the awareness. So the work is to, to begin to become more conscious and become more aware of what tools are available. So instead of immediately turning from security and going back to average in your primary center, you can say, oh wait, there are tools here to actually make me a healthier person. And maybe I don't have to think about what I need to do for them in order to make up for the security that I felt. This is uh, similar to stress, I suppose. I didn't think about this, but the similar to stress, moving your stance, security is going to do the same thing. And so in two, twos, you in security are going to withdraw at four space. That might be a clue that when you move back into an earning posture, you're moving back to center. That you can't stay in security. You shouldn't, as, as we said earlier, five to below zero. But you have permission to say, I've done what's mine to do, and I'm going to sit in withdrawn space, identify it, name it, get used to it, know what it is. When you, get, when you can name something, you can control it. And so that withdrawal allows you to be in that space, look at your own emotions, take in what you need to in that space. That can be valuable. Bing. Threes, you're enjoying success. Motive is satisfied. You have the gold stars, the trophies. Your name is on the plaque. This will allow you to move into sixth space. There can be a self-focus for threes of my accomplishments that can, like average space where it's about me. But the move to sixth space can become a, it's about us. Now, threes will thrive often in terms of pulling other people into excellent atmospheres. Um, in terms of their affect, that's another way of getting to security when you're creating experiences of excellence for others, when you're elevating others. But you'll notice how communal sixes will think. And sometimes threes can be more individualistic um, when they're in average space. And so that movement towards it's about us, our success, our excellence, um, those can be places where you're pushing into six space. It seems to me the most helpful thing on, on this slide is that where threes will struggle with deceit, that is trying to put forth an image, the best possible image for everybody else, but also putting forth the best possible image for themselves. Of It's self-talk of a deceptive sort that can occur in, in the lives of threes. When threes are thoroughly honest with themselves and find relationships where they're honest with others about where they struggle, where they feel weak, where they don't feel valuable. Those can be incredibly powerful experiences. And the honesty there is itself, um, I mean, to phrase it in three language, that can be a huge accomplishment, as it were, in terms of I'm able to see myself and my place and what's going on with clarity and truth and that can move you into the fidelity of sixes, which is you are faithful to yourself, because you're not lying to yourself. You're faithful to yourself in who you are. Yeah, threes, can, threes can sometimes be the loneliest number, but they're sort of ignoring it uh, because they are isolating themselves from themselves and from other people. They're only projecting an image. And, and when they start to pull on the strengths available at six, it's like, like duty and loyalty and this, this idea of fidelity is so valuable for threes to just be part of the group and learn their place in the group. Like that is a really, really life-giving thing that threes can get in a really secure place. They can find that they're good cheerleaders and good, um, uh, like lots of people talked about being a good team player, being good cheerleaders and motivators. Like this is part of where that comes from. Is threes are so good at celebrating the things that have done well and when they move into six, that celebration moves outward to how everyone else is doing well too. And it, it, it creates bonds that when you figure out that other people don't care about the mask and actually are really dedicated to the person underneath, it's life-giving. And that, uh, that a huge part of that can come from the security at six. 
fours. Um, obviously, experiencing personal meaning and significance, this can move your, your motive is fulfilled when you are able to give yourself that attention. Um, when others are being pulled into your ideal visions, that can be a place that moves you to security. Equanimity is super interesting. When fours are able to see, they can see the kaleidoscopic beauties of all the things, but when they can see that there is an equality there and that they are equal with others, that kills envy. When you are able to see that the beauties in your life are as significant as the beauty in their life, that is freeing and it moves you towards feeling like you're part of the wholeness of the one creation at one, that wholeness comes in at one. There's also a, a really interesting sense of, like, like fours are so comfortable with seeing the beauty in things that are broken. And one of the tools that they can pick up at one is n knowing how to fix the thing that's broken. Because sometimes broken things are beautiful and sometimes broken things are trash and need to be either thrown away or fixed. And, like, like that, that insistence that everything is beautiful as it is, is great. And sometimes you, you need to see what needs to be fixed. You need to, to move outside of that and, and gain some, like there is an order. Not everything is broken on purpose. There's an order to how the universe should be. And being able to lean into that, that sense that you can gain at one to say, let's, let's put things in order. Jumping into the now, getting into your body in those ways can, can also be just, I think, real helpful things at one. Fours become really alive in those spaces at times. Um, fives. Again, satisfying your motive. You're experiencing your capabilities, um, the resources that you have. You connect with others through an offering. You offer wisdom, insight. The resources that you have, these are places that have the power to move you into security. Uh, Non-attachment for fives, super interesting in that, um, how would you describe this? You got, you got the skinny on the move from non-attachment to agency? I mean, because non-attachment is trying to stay outside, trying to stay, uh, be observant and, and, oh, and not you. need anything and not let anyone else know that you need anything. And when you move toward eight, it's like, I am actually going to exert myself. I'm going to exert my agency in this world. That's it. Bang. That's good. Again, you'll notice the assertiveness that goes from, you're going from withdraw, withdrawn space into an aggressive space at eight. Self-confidence, you're more assertive. You're acting on your knowledge is just a big clue for fives going into eight space. You know the things um, being able to get the things into action with the limited energy that you have because you have the bucket that, you know, has only so much energy. So using that thoughtfully, pouring it out in, in aggressive, assertive, meaningful ways can be valuable. One of my favorite quotes of everything that I read through was, when I am secure, I like to say that I do instead of planning to do. It's like, yeah, that's, that's the tool you get at eight. Boom. Uh, sixes. When you're enjoying stability, when you enjoy the faithfulness of others, when you're faithful to yourself, which is a, a huge part of, of sixes being healthy, is trusting themselves and their capacity. That is a movement that will give you that move towards nine space, which is a more peaceful, calming experience, allow you to withdraw off the earning platform. Um, you will create, this is one of the functions of sixes in, in culture, is they often are creating uh, trust, fidelity with others. They're, they're in a space in which they're elevating loyalty, concern for the group, and when others receive that, Here's your radar. This is here are the twelve things that might go wrong. And when other people actually listen, they're like, "You're right. Those twelve things might go wrong. We need to write that down somewhere." Um, that actually is an investment. You know, it's a, you've been heard. They, there's there's connection there, and that can move you into okay. Everybody else has heard me. Now I can rest. 
Um, the virtue for sixes who will struggle with self-doubt is courage. This opposes recklessness on one hand. It opposes cowardice on the other. When you are courageous, you are... Courage isn't running into a battlefield flailing a sword. Courage is the ability to put into practice the things that are really important, to, to act on the wisdom that you know you have is what courage is. And so when you're able to act on the things that you know is right and good and trust your own judgments, that's going to allow you in grace to move to those places of peace in nine space. Yeah, nines don't really know that much about anxiety. And, and that's, that's something that we're, we're here to offer to the rest of the world is, is come sit and drink Mai Tais and learn how to not be anxious. It's amazing. And, and when sixes find themselves in these secure places, that is one thing that, that is fully available to them is to, to let go of the planning, to, to be a little bit more present, uh, willing to let others take control, see the silver lining, more personable, a better listener. Uh, Able to go with the flow is something that sixes really struggle with, and it's just, it's, it's right there waiting for you to grab on at nine. So. I love that image of less reactive and more present. That would be a symbol that you're kind of in secure space is when, when you can be fully present. Uh, sevens. Obviously, when you're experiencing the satisfaction that you desire, it's going to steal, it's going to make you feel safe and it'll allow you to move into five space. Um, the affect, again, is pulling people into ideal experiences. When others are coming alongside you, that can be a road to security. Um, counterintuitively, where, where sevens can be voracious um, omnivores in some sense, um, when there's an embrace of sobriety, that you'll see how that move to five comes in that space, that sobriety can be a stilling for, for you. And as we kind of said earlier, there's, there's, a, um, there's a cutting off of just filling all the, the voids, as it were, with all the multicolor things. Um, focusing, finding wisdom at five, allows, you know, that focus comes into play there. And much like the eights get to sort of pause when they move to five and stress, the sevens get that same sense of pause uh, to reflect, to think, to process, to, to gather the right information. Um, we all know what it's like to really want to take an... I'm assuming, because I'm this type of person, we all know what it's like to want to take a nap after eating too much, right? And that, that pause from the, the gluttony of eating too much food, it gives you good rest. That's something that you need. And also, if you can really use that well, then it's a tool for the next time to remind you not to eat that much food. And maybe you won't need a nap as much afterward. And like there's, there's a, an a, obser, ob, observational quality to that move to five that, that gives a better perspective on the world that is full of possibilities, but it's not really as full as you think it is sometimes. Again, the withdrawal move there. Uh, eights. When you experience control, when you experience agency, that is like you can enact your will. That's the move to security. Um, when others are re receiving the strength, you will have the limited circle of people you trust, but when you are able to act decisively on their behalf and they receive your strength, that obviously can be a place of connection. That can also be a place where you're elevated into two space because obviously you're giving your resources that would protect you, but you're giving them to others and that, that's a helpful posture in two. Um, innocence is overlooked here with eights. The, it's the move away from lust and the, vor the voraciousness, uh, the intensity of experience that eights want. Moving to the innocent side is uh, a childlike posture in the world and, and uh, a lessening of the, the, the battle lines, as it were. And em embracing innocence in that way 
can allow you to become more full-hearted towards others and not protective. And that, that ends up having some of those, those love that you can see characterized twos in that space. Eights are typically uh, pretty comfortable being in their center uh, because, you know, they're eights and they, they do what they want. And uh, so that, like, we, we y'all discussed it before that, that move to five can often be so quick. It's, it's a split second where you, you, you retreat for a second, you figure everything out, and then you come back. And all of us are, like, we may notice a shift in your face, but nothing else changed. And that move to two is often also a very fast move. It comes out, it's a burst of recognizing that like you have energy to offer to someone else and you don't necessarily need it for yourself. And some of the tools that are available there include all of these things about relationships that you're sort of naturally neglecting or struggling with a little bit. There's other people that need you and you need other people. That's part of what being a human is. And, and you get to tap into that, that sense of connection much easier at two. Nines. When you enjoy inward and outward peace, your motive is fulfilled. For three sixes and nines, what they want is both inward and outward. Inward attention and outward attention for threes. Inward security, outward security for sixes. So too for peace in terms of nines, that it's a both directions. Um, secondly, nines, in order to connect with the world, are offering calm and peace. And this is one of the true treasures for many of us who love nines that they bring to us, and it's the place that we connect with them, is that they bring a sense of calm to our experience and are able to see the perspectives of everybody and bring clarity uh, away from tension and be, being able to, to showcase how, how we can understand each other and have spaces of calm. It's a huge gift, and when you feel like you're exerting that gift, elevate you into three space. You have accomplished something. It's pretty impressive. Uh, the virtue here is action. Nearly everything for nines, fortunately or not, is always about action. If you want to do if nines, you're only, the only thing you need to do is get into your, into your body, and that's generally the way to, to get healthy. And oftentimes what you're going to find when you in, actually act in the world is that you're going to find your presence matters and that you bring so much value to the world, and those are things you'll experience in three space. Yeah, nines uh, being naturally, you know, withdrawn, and, and we like naps, and we like rest, and we know how to do things that, that we enjoy, and uh, like all of this, it's really easy to forget that there's work to be done, that there's tasks to be completed. Uh, we're not very good at organization and goal setting, and, and that those are things that you get at three. You also get the ability to ask for the recognition that you deserve, much like sixes in stress. Nines moving to three, feeling really secure. You can say, hey, everybody, look at me and how great I am sometimes. Like, it's just, it's, I don't know how to handle myself in this room. Like, literally, right now, I don't, I, I can't process the sort of celebrity that our podcast has created. I don't know what to do with it. But in my three space, I'm like, yeah, we've done something awesome, and this should be celebrated. <laughs> Thank you very much. And that tool is only available to me by grabbing it from three in security and, and like learning how to grab it so that I can have it when I need it. When I'm bartending a wedding and someone says, hey, don't you have a podcast? I can access that tool a little easier because I know it's there from security. Mm. Uh, this last topic ends up being incredibly important. I already got teased. And it's the idea that sometimes our worst self comes out in security. And the big idea here is that in security, you have power and your motive is fulfilled. And so your worst self has permission to come forth. Um, and it's, it's just worth naming that, that balance, security is part of balance. But just know that you can do great damage when you're secure. And so just being able to name what that might look like gives you an advantage. So we have used the term villainy to talk about the low side of security. 
it's also the case that the more that we're thinking about it, sometimes we're grasping at security. And so I use the illustration for ones that we can get to seven space with a big ball of gin real quick. That is a grasping. It's like an artificial kind of trying to be alive. Uh, Martin Short has a great joke about this in terms of um, there are some in Hollywood that are constantly changing youth. And he says, no one ever says, look at that well-rested, no, let me say, no one ever says, look at that well-rested 65-year-old. They say, who is that 35-year-old burn victim in terms of those who are disfiguring themselves in order to look like they're young? I thought that was funny, but it might be offensive. The, the grasping <laughs> that takes place, <laughs> the grasping, the artificialness is problematic. Um, lots of movies are about this. Lord of the Rings primarily has that. Like, I'm, I'm trying to get this unnatural, long life. And Gollum becomes this, this, this ugly character grasping at immortality in that way. And a lot of movie villains kind of have that going. It's the same thing on security. When we're grasping artificially, trying to manufacture security, that can be a bad move. Yeah, anything to say on villainy and grasping before we do the illustrations? Yeah, I, I think that we've been talking about like health and unhealth this whole time and, and we've been going, like we did a lot of discussion about unhealthy and healthy ways that, that we are, have access to the tools in stress. And this is the same thing, like thinking about the darker stuff that's available at your security number, when you're in a good mood and you want to take hold of those things, it can be really, really bad. It can be really damaging. You can hurt yourself. You can hurt people around you. When you're striving for these kinds of security uh, behaviors and characteristics, but you can't, like, you're not doing it in a healthy way, it can actually be the place where the worst things about you come out. So we're going to just tease that with some of the, the players. Some of you will know that we did a, a series about villainy. I'm just going to highlight some of the, just notice the attributes here of a type going to security and being a ridiculously unhealthy person. So we typed Annie Wilkes from Misery um, as a one. Annie Wilkes is trying to make the world better. And of course, Misery Chastain is essential to the world being better. And so she breaks through all the rules in that seven space, breaks through all the rules and tortures nearly to death her favorite artist so that he will create this fictional character to benefit the world. Because that's the target. It's making the world better, right? And this is a ridiculously unhealthy move. We might go back to our list of security uh, topics, and just notice how some of these can become quite sinister. Ones have to have a check on when they loosen up, especially on the rules. We can become too loose with the rules, blow through stop signs, and do great damage. Um, sometimes duties are a great thing, not, not necessarily letting all things go. Some things are incredibly important. Not consistently investing in all the new things can be a temptation for ones in security. Yeah, the, I like the word addict, uh, thinking about ones in an unhealthy security space. It's like, if Jeff went skiing all of the time, he would be an addict and he would probably lose some of his properties and, and his partnership with me because I'm not going skiing, absolutely not. And he might lose his marriage and, and he might have fun on the slopes all the time. Oh, also, summer happens and what's, what are you gonna do during summer? And like living in that security place is not something to strive for. It becomes an addiction for once. Twos. Uh, we type syndrome as a two. Think about syndrome in four spaces, he's unique. Um, he is the one who's helping everybody else. He is he's a weapons dealer, right? He is the one person who can manufacture weapons and give them to others. And equanimity actually is the target. When everybody's super, nobody is, right? And that's an unhealthy place for this character in terms of how the movie proceeds. Um, they are, there is a villainous elevation of the self in those places, um, and sometimes twos 
insecurity can be overly concerned with themselves and their authentic self um, and able to draw better boundaries from a place of peace. The, um, I mean, the boundaries could get too severe. You're going past your function. Like you have a superpower that's meant to serve everyone. And um, you might go too far down the self-focus side. And interestingly, like twos are probably more likely than fours even to tell you why there's a boundary, especially in unhealth. To say, oh yeah, it's because you're this person. Like because you are this way and you're actually just being mean at that point. There might be some truth in it, but unhealthy security gives you permission to be mean. Yeah, I suppose all the, the, in, in all of the types, we can weaponize the thing that we want most. So where twos want to feel loved and wanted, they can weaponize that and make other people feel unloved and unwanted better than anyone else. Like, they'll have that capacity because they don't know how that feels. So do threes. Threes can, can aggressively diminish others, make other, you know, weaponize um, f- feelings of not being successful. You're useless, you're valueless, you know, sort of ways of going. Our, our three was Hans Gruber from Die Hard. Three, you'll notice, is he's very much part of the group. He's the centerpiece of the group. Um, but he is, he is weave, uh, woven a spell over everyone to think he's a terrorist. He's put forth an image, wants others to have this image, but really, authentically, inside, he's actually a thief. And when that comes out, you're a common thief. He explodes with rage in that movie. Um, but notice how much he is elevating everyone else. Yeah, being, being part of the whole is, is a great thing to strive for. And when you're doing it to take advantage of the whole, that's a problem. Uh, being aware of authenticity, but using it as a weapon against other people is terrible. Being more courageous, it's good. You should be trying new things. But when the things that you're trying are, you know, to serve your own ends, that and the imposter syndrome that lives at the unhealthy security place will ruin you every time. Like, it, it's just, it that as a tool, like it, it creates this false sense of how good I am. And when that balloon gets popped, it flies around the room and it doesn't have any air anymore. Fours, fours in one space can weaponize um, significance. They can make other people feel ordinary and diminish their value in that sense. Um, if you have not seen the fantastic Amadeus, which is the best movie ever made, I'm sorry. There, me and you. We're going to go there. Uh, the Salieri character is fantastic in terms of the villainy is, he is very obsessed with his, how people see him and his significance, and he simply can't elevate to the levels that he wants to and is routinely quite envious of the Mozart character. And his villainy comes out in that he has financial security, he has power, and he begins to order the world in order to destroy this um, other man and make him um, like he is, one of the mediocrity in his mind. Yeah, the, um, you can see some sort of pharisaical behavior in ones, especially in unhealthy ones. And this is the place where when fours move and pick up oneness in a really unhealthy way, they become emotional Pharisees. And, and they set themselves above everyone else, and they do it by putting things in order. And it, become, it can be really damaging. It can, it can really hurt. Like, Salieri ends up essentially causing Mozart's death. And, and all through this enviousness of, I, I, I want to destroy him because I feel like I should be better than him. Are you on the record for best movie ever made? I'm, no, (laughs) but I'm fine with saying it is one of the best movies ever made. I'm not against it. Don't want to rock the boat by having an opinion. I haven't seen all movies. (laughs) (laughs) Fives can obviously, begin to bully others and make them feel dumb and leverage their intelligence in that way. Um, We typed Hannibal Lecter as a five. You'll notice that Lecter is incredibly secure because that man is 
acting in the world aggressively, and yet it's coming from a place of just absolute confidence in his intellect. Um, Total disregard for other people's feelings, except <laughs> for how he can use them, because he's hyper-observant. He knows exactly what other people need to hear to make or destroy them, and he will exert that control because he can, because he wants to, because he's acting with agency in, in the world in a really, really unhealthy way. A lot of fives are smarter than all the rest of us, and if they started acting on that, they could destroy us. <laughs> It'd be terrible. And we wouldn't even know what happened. Another top 10 movie is The Fight Club. Uh, think about Tyler Durden. Is, is Tyler Durden has outsourced their strength to, a, um, to you know, a, an, an object of strength. But the object of strength is in his imagination, right? Um, and so Tyler Durden uh, is, is actually not the Brad Pitt character. It's the uh, Edward, Norton. Ed, Edward Norton character. And yet still doing dastardly things in the world. Spoiler for those of you who haven't seen Fight Club. <laughs> if they haven't seen it by now, they're not gonna. <laughs> There's a reason they haven't watched it. Chaos. Um, the elevation inflaming others' insecurities can be something that sixes can weaponize and when they're unhealthy. Um, what, are, what are some of the villainous sides of six? Uh, I, I like to think about, uh, there's been a, big, a lot of talk about quiet quitting in society lately, and I think that like, when, when sixes who are naturally dutiful and like do what needs to get done and very loyal and like, like there are responsibilities that like somebody needs to do these things. When sixes are really secure, but it's in an unhealthy way, it'd be easy for them to be like, nah, somebody else to do that. I don't care, I'm not doing it this time. Uh, so that like sort of quiet quitting kind of behavior that um, going with the flow and, and just not caring about how things turn out that can be a really destructive thing for sixes, especially when people rely on them and, and are expecting them to, like, if, if you just let it go and go with the flow at your job, you might be causing other people real harm, depending on what you do. Our seven was the Joker. Um, chaotic evil taking place here. There is a, in five space, focused energy and making other fields pain and deprivation can be a villainous side of sevens. Uh, I, there's, there's a really specific scene in The Dark Knight where he, uh, he essentially coerces uh, a bunch of mobsters to give them all of his cash, and then he lights it on fire and says, it's not about the money, it's about sending a message. And it's because he, a really villainous seven moving into that secure place, can see the broad perspective, the bigger picture of the thing that they're trying to do, which is make everything else chaos. Like they're, they're trying to pull the thread so that the sweater unravels. Because that like in moving to five in a really unhealthy way, they can see how the sweater is put together. And there's too much order there, so we're gonna undo it. Because this, this is, no, this is no fun. We're not gonna do this anymore. We're gonna pull the thread. There's a meaninglessness there in five space as well. Our eight was uh, Killmonger uh, from the fantastic Black Panther movie. Once he's in power, he is going to give weapons to all of his people, and that's the plan. And so there's a helpful posture there, right? There's I'm going to empower people who are part of my tribe um, to do great damage. And so, yeah, I suppose that's... We like the, the term savior for your own good. We're talking about villainous eights, we also, uh, Thanos of the MCU is also an excellent example. It's, I, I know enough and to take care of the problem and nobody else has the strength or the will to do what needs to be done, so I'm gonna do what needs to be done to save everyone. And sometimes that might be total destruction. Like, like it, it, because eights have that will, that energy, that the ability to 
try and order the world around them. When they think they're doing it for someone else's good, oof, it's a runaway train. And it's never coming back. Our nine was Warden Norton. Um, you'll notice he oversees a prison. It's a withdrawn space. There ends up being a... How do I do this? You go with this one. But I'm trying to draw the lines. <laughs> it's... I also like to think of like the idea of a pharaoh, it, like someone who is in charge of everything, but not like doing the work of being in charge. Like Pharaoh surrounds himself with other with peons and and like other people that he can just direct so that he can live in total comfort. Build me a statue so that people will remember me forever. Uh, please feed me grapes. Here, here's this giant leaf so you can make me a little bit less uncomfortable in this heat. Like, it's, it's this idea of establishing and maintaining my own personal preference by taking advantage of the leadership that I have over others. To close, um, big idea, if you're not taking anything else away, which I hope you are. We spent a lot of time here today. The... <laughs> Thinking of yourself in those three parts, being aware of those three parts. You are a phys your physical self, your mental self, your emotional self. All of these are part of you. Investing in them is a place of balance. Aristotle, when talking about the meaning of life, and I think Aristotle nails it. Aristotle says the meaning of life is to, to aim at and acquire happiness. That's all that we all do. Every single action that you and I do is aimed at happiness. Some of us get there, some of us don't get there. But Aristotle, in talking about happiness, says the primary thing you need, above all other things, is moderation. That's the virtue that is most essential to the happy life. And another word for moderation is balance. We need to be wise in our mind. We need to be balanced in all of our elements. We need to be courageous and put all these things into action. This is how we get to the happy life. So often in our culture, and it's a total lie, it's a sham, it's a, what, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a pyramid scheme, is to say that somehow happiness is out there. And, all, and much of our culture is always chasing it, right? And it's not. It's been here the whole time. The happiest people, the happiest people, the best people, the people that you and I actually want to be like aren't actually chasing anything. They are fully aware of who they are, secure in themselves, and they elevate their inner life in a way that overflows into the world in a way that the rest of the world takes notice and says, that is an incredible person, and that's who all of us want to be. And here's the hard truth, is when you and I aren't that people, those sorts of people, we're actually robbing the rest of the world of all that we could be. And so in my mind, Enneagram is fantastic on that front because it invites us to not only be our happiest self, but to actually do those things that overflow into the world and make it a garden. So it's been a huge delight having you. I assume TJ would say the same thing. Correct. Thank you for spending your day with us. So. Hey, as always, we would be incredibly grateful if you would give us some stars on Spotify and iTunes. This helps other people find our material. And secondly, if this material has meant a lot to you, there are ways to share it with those you care about. Some people know about Enneagram and you could simply share this conference or this podcast with them. But for some of us, we have friends who are just getting into Enneagram or know nothing about it. TJ and I have created a podcast platform for just those people. It's called Start Here. If you look it up on iTunes, it is green and white. If you look it up on Spotify, it's also green and white. <laughs> you can share it from both those podcast platforms. In fact, it's on all the platforms to my knowledge. This is specially designed for people to jump in, to take our type of test, which is a narrative test, which is the only type of test that we really affirm. And it gets people into finding their type, exploring their type, getting the basics for their type, and showing them how to use Enneagram. Lastly, throughout 2023, we're getting together on Zoom once a month with about 20 or so folks to talk about relationships. If you're into this and would just like to explore these ideas with TJ, with me, with others, 
we would love to have you. Very easy to get signed up. Just go to aroundthecircle.org and click on events. There's a way to sign up for our, our Zoom events there. And, uh, you know, we'll email you notifications. And, and these have been incredibly helpful for me. And I hope for lots of others. The uh, intro music, as always, is by The Collection. And this outro music is by the great Brian Claxton. If you love this podcast and want to support us, you can always do so on Patreon. And again, if you are one of the approximately 2,000 listeners uh, we have who have not yet given us some stars, it's your, it's your time. We would love, love, love your help. So that's what I got. TJ doesn't got anything else. And I'm Jeff Cook. And who you aren't isn't interesting.